Hey guys. Hey guys. And welcome to episode 23. 23. I'm Mike. And I'm Austin. And we are your hosts for a Strange Thing podcast. And we're coming at you from the Stranger Zone. The Stranger Zone, that's right. <laughs> and in this episode, we're going to continue our discussion on Bigfoot. Bigfoot, the big hairy man himself. Catch quatch. Yeah. If you've joined us on the last couple episodes, you know that we've been going over a few things about Sasquatch and the mythology from Native American cultures about Sasquatch. We've told a few stories from people about Sasquatch. I don't know. It's been kind of a big hairy deal. (laughs) Nice. Yep. Well played. Thank you. Thank you. So what are we going to talk about tonight? Tonight, I thought it'd be fun to kind of go over some of the basics about Bigfoot. Yeah. I mean, we've kind of told stories and we've we've done and scratched the surface on a few of these things, but we've left out some pertinent information that some people might be interested in. Yeah. And I think if they paid attention, speaking to you listeners, over the last few stories we told, you can kind of develop some reoccurring themes. Yeah. Some little things that happen, some nuances that are similar and different Bigfoot Sasquatch stories. Yeah. I've been listening to literally hundreds of Bigfoot encounter stories. Wow. And most of them have a lot of similar elements. Right. And I think it would be good to go over what some of these elements are so Mm -hmm. that people, if they ever experience them, will know how to categorize them as, hey, maybe that was Bigfoot or maybe this is something totally different. You'll be walking through the woods. Much, much pine needles beneath your feet when suddenly. (laughs) What's that smell? Yeah, you might smell something stinky. But did it just become quiet? Yeah, it might go totally, deathly quiet. Too quiet? Like something strange. You might hear wood knocking noises like sticks or something hitting a tree. Yeah. You might hear growls. You might hear screams that are so loud and petrifying that they freeze you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically, that's right. I mean, it's weird. A lot of the stories have these same elements. Mm -hmm. There's also the elements of things being strewn about and torn up in camps. Mm Because a lot of these things take place out in the middle of the Disastrophes. woods. Disastrophes. <laughs> yeah. Disastrophes in the woods. Mm-hmm. And so you come back to your camp and things can be opened and strewn around. Kind of like maybe a bear or a little mm-hmm. fox or a raccoon got Mindless in there and messed things mayhem. up. Yeah. And uh, you might find things out surrounding your camp area. Like trees and branches twisted into like yeah I don't even know what you call those things they're kind of like woven together almost like Celtic knots yeah like a Celtic knot like something big and strong was able to bend tree branches giant sticks into into yeah into like these twisted forms those are quite common around Mm -hmm. Bigfoot sightings and then you have the common stuff like maybe a footprint ooh a Bigfoot Print. Yeah, you'll find maybe strewn bones, like maybe a deer carcass mm. or with limbs ripped off. Oh, boy. Yeah, different than like you'd see like a natural predator that kind of eats like the soft spots. This is like right. things are like ripped apart. Like aggressively. Yeah, aggressively. Like, yeah. Like, like you would a turkey leg. Like you would a turkey leg on Turkey Day. Speaking, Speaking of, of which. which <laughs> tomorrow is Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. So we're going to enjoy a lot of turkey tomorrow, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, we are. And we're being semi-rebellious. I in my freezer, too. You do? I got one in the refrigerator ready to cook in the morning. I think I gave it to you. No. Well, yeah, I think maybe you did. Turkey rich. You have another one in your freezer and you gave us one? Yeah. Well, when you gave us one, then we had two. Oh, my gosh. So we gave a turkey away as well. Where'd you give a turkey to? Your sister. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So well, we, was- had to, <laughs> we had to we had to kind of readjust. Yeah, we had to. We were we broke into uh, a fit laughter. of laughter. Yeah. That whole turkey gobble <laughs> nonsense was 
too much for us. It was funny. So, okay, well, let's turn this ship. Let's turn this ship back to our topic about Bigfoot. Let's call this turkey in. What? I don't know. Move along. <laughs> so, we had just talked about some of the things that you might experience on a Bigfoot encounter that are common. Right. And a lot of them were highlighted in our last few episodes. Yeah, in our, our previous episodes. stories. I yeah, guess. we told stories that featured some of these mm-hmm. things. Now, in this book that I've been reading, mm-hmm. I think there are over a hundred stories of encounters. And I'd say in probably 70% of those, maybe 80%, a lot of that list that we just talked about are featured on those. Yeah, I'll have those same common denominators. Yeah, so. it's very, very, very common. So we also had talked about in our previous episodes that we were going to go over what the different types or mm. categories of Bigfoot encounters are. Now, I don't know if this is like a hard science, if this is something that's been, you know, written down and is widely accepted by every Bigfoot hunter on the planet. But as much research as I could find on it, there are basically three different types of Bigfoot encounter classifications. Okay. And they are class A, class B, and class C. Clever. Yeah. Let's start at the bottom. Let's start at the least. Surface level. Yeah, the bottom. Okay. Surface level on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, surface level on the... Yeah, that doesn't okay. make sense. So let's start with the bottom or the class C types of encounters. Mm-hmm. So those would be secondhand stories, thirdhand stories. Appetizers. Yeah, they're like stories that are told about somebody who heard something. Mozzarella sticks. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And so you really can't find anybody that really knows a lot about the the situation or what happened. Mm-hmm. It's just like a fable. It's like something that's been told over and over again. Right. Uh, maybe a family member. Like a lot of those like uh, oral tradition Native American stories maybe. Yeah, those could be. But even I'd say even probably a little less um, valid than that. Because so, so <clears throat> like, dude, 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 dude. Brock and I were just up in the mountains. Never guess what happened. You, you would never guess what happened. Guess what happened? No, it wouldn't be that because that would be firsthand because you were up in the mountains. But oh. you could say, oh, dude, 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 dude. Okay. my cousin twice removed was up in the mountains and oh, he okay. told me about a guy who they met along the trail. And the guy said that he had a grandpa that was up on the mountain and lived there up during the gold rush and he ran into a Bigfoot. Now, that would be a class C. Like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, he saw a Bigfoot. My best friend's sister's boyfriend cousin knows this guy who's going with this girl who saw Ferris see a Bigfoot at 31 Flavors last night. That's exactly the right thing. it's pretty serious. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I love that movie. It's one of my favorites. I know. Bo, bo. Yeah. <laughs> I've got some gummy bears in my pocket. <laughs> They've been in my pocket, so they're warm and gooey. Would you like one? <laughs> So anyway, yeah. So that's a class C, right? Mm-hmm. So you move it up a notch and you got the class B. So you got Bueller level. Now we're moving yeah. on to. This would be, I don't know. You Describe it. We'll work it out. Yeah. You're going to have to come up with okay. the uh, movie reference. So class Bs would be that you see something mm-hmm. from a distance or in the fog or through a scope or something that you think is a Bigfoot but mm. the conditions weren't optimal to really be able to know beyond a shadow of a doubt. Okay. Yeah. So maybe it was far away. Maybe it was through the fog. Maybe you were driving by in a car at 60 miles an hour and you looked out through the brush and you thought yeah. you saw <gasps> something. There it is. Yeah. And then it's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the class B encounter. Okay. And those, you know, are probably the most common type of story that you hear. Yeah. Um, but they're not the ones that you usually read about, like in the books that we're going to go over here in a little bit. Mm-hmm. These are the ones that maybe you hear from family and friends that saw something or thought they saw something. Okay. And I've been kind of collecting some information from people about their Bigfoot uh, relationship, you know, why they believe in it, what their interest level is, what their experiences are. I've been sending out a little questionnaire 
And I'm going to put that questionnaire up on our website so that people can go to our website and fill out that questionnaire. And if you do, and you uh, give us your address, I will send you some swag. I'll send you some some stickers and stuff. Oh, yeah. But we're trying to collect information on why people are excited or interested in Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And we want to hear their experiences and stories. So, yeah, go to our website. Right on the front page, you'll see there's a link you can click on and you can fill out the questionnaire. It'd be awesome. Sweet. Yep. So, I don't know for that one. Maybe like the Tweety Bird level. Like, yeah. I taught, I taught a Bigfoot. What, what's that movie where they, if you watch it, it kills you? Oh, The Ring. The Ring? Yeah. I guess it's not quite like that. Because no. then you have seven days. What about Inception? I haven't, I don't know what that is. I know. It sounds like an Alfred Hitchcock movie. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Oh, I know. I know. I know. The famous movie where the person looks out and sees the creature on the wing of the airplane. There's someone on the wing. Yeah. Some thing. That was the Jim Carrey version of It's a Twilight famous Zone. famous Twilight Zone. That's what it is. Mm. Yeah. It's a famous Twilight episode where there's a creature out on the wing and the guy looks out and he kind of sees it, but then it's not there. And then he ends up going crazy and they take him off the plane because they think he went nuts. And then at the last scene, you see that there was actually the engine was all shredded and torn up where this creature was out on the wing of the airplane while it was flying. It's an awesome episode. But anyway, yeah, that's category number two. Twilight Zone. Creature on the wing. Bueller. Twilight Zone. Yes. Perfect. What's up next? Okay. The next one is Class A. Mm -hmm. Now, Class A is when you are close enough and have an encounter that you have a first-person perspective and there is no doubt in your mind that it is not some other animal or some other thing, but that you are staring dead on to the face or body of a squatch. Squatch. So we're talking straight up Albert Ostman. No doubts yeah. in my mind. First-hand experience. No way you could confuse it with something else. No diggity, no yeah. doubt. Now, other people might not believe you, but that Class A encounter is when the person that is encountering it has no doubt in their mind that it is a Bigfoot. Okay, I'm going to go with this one. Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot? Yeah, that little boy. Um... I don't remember his name. He just knew it was a vampire. From oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just finished the but book. You had That's to, why it's, it's on my mind brain. But you had to invite them in the room. Yeah, but but he knew because he saw the girl outside the window. He knew it was a vampire instantly. Mm-hmm. And he's like, get out of here, B. I told you that I snuck out and watched that when I wasn't supposed to when I was a little kid. That sounds like a recipe for yeah. disaster. Yeah, and I had nightmares. I had a mm-hmm. dream about becoming possessed. And I would float up in the air and my head would spin around. Because that's what would happen in the movie. Does that happen in Salem's Lot? I think so. That sounds like Exorcist. I don't know. Maybe I combine different up. horror movies. But, I mean, I was young. So, that first movie of Salem's Lot must have come out in the 70s. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll look it up. It's pretty old. And if I'm wrong, I will, I will delete this whole part. That's my guess. And if I'm right, I will leave it in. If I'm right. 74. 74. Well, that would be about right. I would have been nine years old. That's how old the kid was in the book. Really? Mm-hmm. See, that's another reason why I probably had dreams about it. And they had the fangs in yeah. the front. They weren't like on the outside. And I remember they kind of float up by the window mm-hmm. and the head spun around, I think. In my mind, I remember that. And then it would like tap and scratch on yeah. the window, like let me in. It wasn't like pounding or anything. Yeah, like, And then it's like, hey, Nick. Yeah. Really It's creepy. not as bad as it seems. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's terrible. I hate that. Okay. Well, anyway, let's go back to Bigfoot because it's not quite as scary right now. So, class A is when you have an encounter that in your mind is totally 100% a Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Okay. Now, I got to say, and maybe on a different episode, maybe we'll do one more that's just all stories. Mm -hmm. But the stories I listened to, it gave me a healthy dose of pucker factor. Oh, boy. Because some of this stuff is terrifying. 
I mean, you know, we talked about uh, the warm, fuzzy Sasquatch Harry stuff. Yeah, Henderson. yeah. Harry and Henderson kind of thing. And then we talked about, you know, there's more nefarious type stories and encounters. Well, a lot of these stories. Yeah, nefarious. Take a drink if you're playing our drinking game. Don't mind if I do. Don't mind if I do. Man, can he make some noises when he drinks? <laughs> I'm doing that for effect. Okay, gotcha. But what did I say? If some are benevolent, yeah. some are nice and fuzzy, Harry and the Hendersons, gotcha. and some are nefarious. So what I pulled out of this is like the thought of running to a Sasquatch scares the crap out of me. <laughs> Before I thought, oh, this would be kind of fun. But over and over again in these stories, they talk about running into this creature that is not only ginormous but is so incredibly muscled and huge that they are basically helpless and frozen in front of it. Right. I mean, it's like they have no defense. Even though, even if they talked about having a weapon, they don't think it would do anything to this thing. Kind of like Albert Ostman. He's like, I don't think I could shoot these guys fast enough. Yeah, what's the guy in Avengers who snaps his finger? And- Thanos. It's like running into a Thanos. Oh, boy. I mean, they are just massive. I mean, a lot head. of these just... Dis- what? Always go for the head. I thought that one you had to, like, get his hand. Well, Thor has that big axe. Right? Oh, yeah. And he yeah. stabs him, kind of, like, chops him in the chest. Oh, and yeah. And his big, ugly ball sack chin's flopping around. And then <laughs> Thor later, somebody says, go for the head. And then now it's kind of like a joke. Oh, gotcha. Where, like, Thor is, like, sad and... And he like cut off somebody's head, and he's like, "Oh, he'd go for the head because oh. he because he killed all his friends because he didn't go for the head. Oh, yeah. He could have decapitated him. What did you do? I went for the head. And then they would have not had to worry mm-hmm. about Thanos. And Thanos, no problems. Yeah, but see, Thor could have killed Bigfoot because he has a giant hammer, mm-hmm. right? But in the stories that I listen to. This thing is so huge. I mean, they talk about him nine, ten feet tall, mm-hmm. six feet wide, so strong that they can he can grab a branch and twist it into a knot, kind of like we talked about those signs mm-hmm. that people would see of these twisted branches that are too big for humans to move and twist. These things are so strong that they could just like totally manipulate that kind of We're, we're talking timber. King Kong level, like... Yeah, maybe not quite King Kong level size, mm-hmm. but I mean, in strength, these things are off the chart. It'd be more like I'm a little twig and he's a tree trunk. So these things are just so huge mm-hmm. that my desire to run into one is suddenly like, uh, maybe I don't. One of the stories that I listened to was about a couple that went to Oregon to look for these mastodon or uh, megalodon teeth, Mm -hmm. like those giant sharks. And Mm -hmm. so they were looking for these fossilized remains up there and and they weren't even far off the road. But it was like an off day, like maybe a Tuesday morning or something. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't that many people around. There's not a lot of people, yeah. Yeah. And so they were off maybe, you know, 300 yards off the main road, digging around, trying to find these fossils. And then they kind of got a whiff of something and they looked up and there was a Bigfoot. And they said that it was so huge and the muscles were so ripply that they they were frozen in fear. And the thing saw them when it saw them, it made a guttural kind of scream that if they were not frozen in fear because of the sheer size, that they were frozen because it was such a loud, weird, screaming, terrifying noise that they could not even move. Crazy. And they said there was no doubt in their mind if it wanted to get them, they would have been gone. They would have been like all those thousands of people that have disappeared just without a trace. And so they just stood there looking at it and it was looking at them and it looked annoyed and was making some noises. It made that scream. And then another one came into the clearing that wasn't quite as big and it smelled horrible. It's like one didn't smell bad and then the other one showed up and it smelled like crap. Oh, weird. Yeah, and it looked matted, and but it was small. It was small. an estrus. Like an elderly Sasquatch that didn't oh, okay. have good hygiene? Oh, oh. I don't know. But whatever it was, I mean, it was terrifying for these people. Right. And the thing that struck them the most about it was after the experience, it, the Sasquatch kind of disappeared into the trees, and they didn't even make a lot of crashing noises. They just kind of yeah went away. Any forest animal does that. It's like... Yeah, and they were like, 
How in the world could something so huge, so powerful, be hiding so close to civilization? Right. And that was their main takeaway. It's like, what in the world could this be that it could live here and not be noticed or seen? So, I mean, so now I'm thinking, man, I don't I don't necessarily want to see a Sasquatch. I want maybe a Harry and the Henderson kind of Sasquatch. <laughs> but, I mean, if these things exist, and some of them are bad. You know, we talked about in the last episode that maybe they're like tribes of them, and some are good tribes, and some are bad tribes. I don't want to run into a bad tribe. Right. Another story I listened to was about a, a group of people that went up riding some four-wheelers, and this was up in Oregon. And... They were drinking and stuff, and one of the guys was drunk and fell asleep or passed out out on his four-wheeler. Mm-hmm. And when they got up the next morning, he was gone. And so they ended up, it was like a week-long ordeal, and they brought in a search party and looked for this guy. They never could find him, but they did find a glove. And inside the glove were fingers. Oh. So it was like whatever had happened to this guy, he had just vanished and he had disappeared and there had been little weird things going on around the camp and in hindsight you know they wondered what it was and then the guy that was telling the story actually had managed to bump into one of the officers that was there looking for him on the search team Mm -hmm. and the underlying story and kind of joke was that this person got snatched by a bigfoot yikes yeah so i mean it's just weird i mean some of these stories are so terrifying so his fingers were in his glove still like two of the fingers were still in the glove that's crazy yeah so like does that happen i don't know hold your grabbed your hand and pulled your arm out reached his hand up to stop it and it pulled so hard that it ripped the glove off with two fingers inside and then threw it down because it was a glove that's crazy. Yeah. I, I can't eat a glove. But that's the only thing they found in this guy. I'm not thinking Arby's. <laughs> I know. I mean, so you hear those kind of stories and you're like, oh my gosh. That's and then I've talked to a few people that I know uh, that are ladies that go out hiking. And, mm-hmm. you know, they, I don't know if they can't, but they go hiking out alone in the wilderness. And they've ran into these kind of signs of Bigfoot activity, like maybe a giant footprint mm-hmm. or maybe a dead animal. Uh, skin or parts and maybe um, like the twisted trees mm-hmm. into some kind of shape and th- maybe they were with a dog and the dog was acting kind of skittish and they just felt like something was watching them and I think about these ladies out there and I'm like man in a way I want to say don't do that anymore Yep. because I mean I don't know I guess if they were in that area if they were bad if they were nefarious I mean then a lot it. of people would be disappearing and there's not yeah. Same slot. So maybe this is just a different tribe of Sasquatch that is not eating people. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't know. It's freaky. It's kind of scary. That's where that 10 millimeter comes in handy. Yeah. 200 grains of confidence. (laughs) So we did kind of get to this topic through those classifications of Mm -hmm. Bigfoot encounters. And it kind of reminded me of, you remember the movie way back by, I think it was Steven Spielberg, Close Encounters of a Third Kind with Richard Dreyfuss. Who are you people? Monsieur Neri, please, one more question. N'avez-vous pas fait récemment une rencontre? Have you recently had a close encounter? Une rencontre plutôt inhabituelle? A close encounter with something very unusual. Who are you people? I don't think I've seen that one yet. It was I before you were born. I catch up on all these old good movies. Yeah. This one was before 80s. you were born. Yeah. But it had that famous theme. They would communicate through musical notes. Dun, dun, oh. dun, 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 dun. Yeah, they do that thing. Yeah. So anyway, this story is about these alien ships that come and humans are communicating with them and they meet on top of Devil's Tower. Yeah, I, I know the premise. Yeah. Does it make like a... It's, it's like really bowing. Yeah. yeah like it's, bow, wow, wow. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it sounds like a weird keyboard effect, right? Depending on who's playing it. So it, when the aliens do it, it's kind of like a two octaves lower. It's a boom, 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 boom. And then the, the uh, ship goes... Bah! And it blows out the windows. Yeah. On Devil's Tower. On Devil's Tower. Yeah. <laughs> I so need anyway, to watch that. Yeah, you have to watch that movie. But Third anyway, so they it. have categories of encounters for aliens. And I wondered if Bigfoot encounters were the same as alien encounters. What do you think? I don't know. They're not. 
They're not? They're no. different. No, no, no. no. Okay. First of all, as best I could find, there are only three types of Bigfoot encounters. Although, I would say there should be a fourth. What's the fourth? The fourth one should be Bigfoot. Molested. No. No. Sorry. My bad. No. Bigfoot signage, like like a footprint or twisted so, knots. Visual, not audio. Visual evidence, but no interaction with any creature. Just the evidence of a creature had maybe been there. Mm-hmm. Which would kind of be like the surface level, the Bueller level. Yeah, it would be, except for but the... You are personally, anecdotally seeing the thing. Yeah, you're seeing evidence of a thing, but you're not hearing the story of a thing. Okay. You know what I mean? So, like, the ladies I like know a, that go, go up hiking and they see mm-hmm. these weird things, they're seeing, in my mind, they would be seeing Class D hey, man. evidence of Bigfoot. That's just nature's... Story, man. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, yeah. So, we just added a category. If it, you, anybody ever picks that up and wants to know where it originated, it originated right here yep. in our studio with the Strange Thing And it's podcast. nestled somewhere between Bueller and someone on the wing. Twilight Zone. Yeah. What would that be? Is there a story about a really good hunter that tracks people down? John Wick. <gasps> John Wick? <laughs> No, I was thinking more like Star Wars universe. What's the guy who finds Boba Fett? Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah it could be Boba Fett. I, I heard a. I saw. Yeah, never mind. That's a rabbit trail. Yep. Okay. I'm not gonna open up that can of space worms. <laughs> so anyway, I thought it might be fun to go over the five encounters of aliens. Oh, there is five. Yeah, maybe I never thought of that. Yeah, maybe that's where they came up with it. Maybe. So okay, first one. First one of the five encounters. Guess what it is? Level five. <laughs> no, level one. Oh. Close, a close encounter of the first kind. Oh, okay. So it is. It's, it's that yeah. one. I'm going to put in the real tones. Yep, do it. Like this. Okay. One, two, three. Okay. So guess what that number one encounter is? Close encounter of the first kind. Of the first kind stories. Yep. Yeah. So, like, um, did you hear about old Jeff? Wrong. Eh, already. Oh. So, close encounter of the first kind is when a person sees a UFO within 150 meters. Yep. So, that's close. 150 meters. How much is that? Uh, 150. Oh. 400 feet away? I don't know. For us Americans that don't use the Let's metric system. About 450 meters away. No, within 150 meters. Within 150 meters. Is a, clo- is a close encounter of the first kind. Right. Yeah. Okay. 150 so, meters. Yeah. So it's so, a distance thing. Yeah. You could almost use that as a, a Bigfoot encounter. Hey, Google. How far is 150 meters in feet? Feet. 150 meters is equal to 492 feet, 1.512 inches. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. All right. So, yeah. So, you're pretty close and you see a UFO. Okay. So, I mean, people who saw, you know, a UFO floating off the ship or whatever. That's Mm -hmm. close to kind of the first couple hundred yards for you guys. Yeah, basically. Well, 600 feet would be uh, 200 200 yards. So, within a couple (laughs) hundred, you're good. Yeah. So, close encounters of the first kind. So, do you have a guess what the close encounter of a second kind is? Mm, within archery range. <laughs> Sub 80 yards. No. <laughs> it's when you have an encounter with a UFO in the sky or on the ground that leaves evidence behind, such as scorch marks on the ground or indents. Okay. So, non-anecdotal, there's some evidence to back it up. Some evidence, and it, but it's it can be in the sky or it can be on the ground. Okay, so number one, level one, third kind, right? No, level one, first kind. First kind is basically like, I done saw something out there and it didn't move naturally. 150 yards within And it was within bow, it was within hunting rifle range. It was 170 yards or, you know. Mm -hmm. Had it been a deer, I'd have knocked her down. Right, right. So that's that. Yeah, that's a close counter of the first kind. Second Second kind is I saw the tracks. (laughs) Done didn't look natural. Like that? Well, the difference difference is that in the close encounter of the second kind, you see it and it leaves evidence. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So I guess that evidence could be if it was on the ground and it takes off, but it leaves indents or scratches or imprints, mm-hmm. that would be a close encounter of the second kind. Which you hear a lot, like uh, the, the treetops were burned and stuff right. like that. Yeah. So that kind of, so it could be in the air. It could impact a tree or burn mm-hmm. a tree or whatever it is, or it could leave impression on the ground. That's close encounter of the second kind. But you see it as well as find physical evidence. Okay. Okay. So number three, what is the close encounter of the third kind? Um, saw the aliens and the spaceship, I'm guessing. I don't know. When an encounter is with visible occupants inside the UFO, it's the third kind. Nailed it! Yep. So if you see a UFO and you can see little green men in it. And they're like, what's up? That's the third kind of encounter. Third kind of encounter equals dudes. Seeing dudes in the ship. Okay. No, see, that was the encounter in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Is that why you knew it? Oh, yeah. So... Devil's Tower, and then it lands, and then little creatures come out. Come out. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie yet. And they're so, so cute, and they go up and hold hands really with people, and then they usher them onto the ship. Do they make them. little Star Wars noises? I don't think they make any noise. It's all telepathic communication. Oh. Yep. No, not quite. <laughs> Open your mind. No, it's not that. Okay. Okay. Let's go to Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind. Four. What is the fourth kind of a UFO encounter? This one, they have to have molested you. Yeah, you're right. It's the fourth kind involves the person being taken and experimented on inside mm-hmm. the alien craft. Mm-hmm. So we're talking... The old Uncle Rick. Yep, we're getting probed here. <laughs> well, who's the guy in uh, Independence Day? And he gets taken aboard and he's that's at the end. He's like, you know, he gets revenge by flying the nuke up. Randy Quaid. Yeah, Randy Quaid. I don't remember his name in the movie. <laughs> Everybody says I look like Randy Quaid when I shave my beard off. Well, you know, a younger Randy Quaid, maybe. Yeah. Maybe young you and handsome. He's a l- lunatic now. Yeah, I wouldn't know if he's like really somebody I'd want to be compared to. Well, no, you know what? He's famous, and I'm sure he's a stand-up gentleman, and he's got a nice beard. So. Right, yep. So, Randy Quaid, if you hear this, I mean, cheers to you, man. Yeah. Okay, no so finally, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Fifth. What is the fifth kind of direct... I'm going with abduction. It's past <sighs> molestation and into kidnap station. Well, you'd be wrong. Oh. The fifth kind involves direct communication between aliens and humans. Okay. So that would be... So that is... Release me. Could be. Yeah. Release me and he's talking to you. Or it could be you are being probed, but while you're being probed, you're hearing in your mind, hey, don't worry. We're going to put you back safe and sound. <laughs> Why does he sound like a creepy puppet? <laughs> I don't know. They look like creepy hey, puppets. don't worry. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to put you back safe and sound. Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> that would terrify me. Wouldn't that be funny? If aliens sounded like Mickey Mouse. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that would not be good. I mean, you're expecting this voice and then it sounds... It's like in your room, big old head like the guy from... Instead of... Yeah. It's... Oh boy, Pluto. <laughs> Looks like we found ourselves a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be hilarious. I would be scared. I would be scared too. I mean, that would be mm-hmm. like a bad drip. I'd rather hear the clicking. <laughs> Yeah, because then you could kill it and you wouldn't feel yeah. bad. You're not like, oh man, I just killed Walt. I'm going to throw water on you. <laughs> That's a movie, Signs. Yes, Great movie. It, yes, it is. Yep, check it out. Okay, so there we have. We've compared the Close Encounters of Alien Kind to Close Encounters of the Bigfoot Kind. So there's not equivalence through each one. So No, they Bigfoot, they're not the same. Yeah, they're not the same. It's like when people say like, elk tastes gamey. It's like... Well, no, you're comparing it to beef. It doesn't taste gamey. It just tastes different than beef. It's like game. It's two different things. Mm-hmm. So um, you don't really have a, a apples for apples comparison there. Not with aliens. Although I wonder if maybe they should be kind of Sometimes quantified they and they should be brought together. Okay. So, Austin, you know what might be fun? Hmm. Let's go back. To the stories that we told in like the first two episodes. And let's kind of put them in these categories that we just talked about. Sounds so we good. have A, B, and C. Yeah. But let's throw in D for fun, our category, which is evidence that you can see, you know, like footprints and mm-hmm. twisted knots and trees and that kind of stuff. I think it's like A.5. 
Yeah, but... It's like just a little more than secondhand. It could be. But D could be misconstrued. So I think it should be below C. Although some Ds could be like an, an A. Because maybe you hear and, and experience all this stuff, but you don't see anything. But then you come out and there's all this evidence. Let's, you know. let's use terms we can understand. So we got Ferris Bueller's. Ferris Bueller's, which is C's. We, we have uh, Twilight Zones. Twilight Zones, which are B's. And we have... But A's, A's are basically, there's no mistake, it's first person, you saw it, done deal. Yeah, so it's different than Close Encounters of the of the Third Kind, or the First Kind, or Second, or Third, or Fourth, or Fifth. They have a different category. Structure. Oh, yeah, we were, that's the alien side. Right. So, we're not talking about alien side, so we're talking Sasquatch about... Big side. Oh, Hendersons. Hendersons, yes. So we got... Yeah. Hendersons... Twilight Zones and Henderson. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And but our we're going to throw in D. Would be between Bueller's and Twilight Zones. No, it would be at the bottom because you could be walking out three months later and see the evidence that maybe a Sasquatch was there, like a Bigfoot oh, print. That would be okay. Class D in my classification gotcha. system. So, okay, let's go back <laughs> and let's talk about some of the stories that we did and let's classify them using our modified a strange thing. Bigfoot classification system A through D. <laughs> right. Ready? All right. Sounds good. Okay. So I think the first one you talked about in our last episode, no, two episodes ago, was the Teddy Roosevelt narrative. The Bauman story. The Bauman story. Yeah. So he uh, never- On the surface level, as told by Theodore, Theodore. Roosevelt, that would be what? A Bueller. That would be a D. No, D is us. It would be a C because a it's C, a that's second. Right. It yeah. would be a Bueller. Yeah. Second or third person narrative. <laughs> yeah. Somebody telling the story that they were told by somebody else. So Teddy Roosevelt is telling a story he heard from Bauman. Bauman. Okay. So let's pretend like we talked to Bauman. Okay. So then we would have a different classification, which would be. So if Bauman told the story, he would have a. Gremlin experience or a Twilight Zone experiment. Who's <laughs> like gremlin? Well, isn't that what he sees the on creature the wing? in the wing? Yeah, he sees the gremlin yeah, the monster on the wing. in the wing. Yeah, is it a gremlin? I think so. Whatever it was, he sees this creature in the wing. So yeah. that's a classification B. B. That would be experience because he, he because never. Well, he he never sees it. He never sees it. He never sees it physically, but he hears it, mm -hmm. and he would catch glimpses. Right. Uh, he does see its shadow, I think. Yeah, he sees glimpses. And then as far as the evidence of what he sees, that would be a class D in our classification system. Because he saw things that it did or touched, like mm -hmm. his dead his, partner. His, yeah. With the broken neck. And the fangs. Yeah, so if you don't know what we're talking about, go back to episode 21. Yeah, episode 21. And you'll hear that story. It's very famous and, and it's, it's kind of creepy. Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah, the president of the United States of America. of the U.S. of A. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> check that out um, and be scared. It's pretty great. Yeah. So that's like a class B, class C from Theodore Roosevelt's perspective and a class D. So for Bauman, it kind of starts off as a class B. B. Because right. he's seeing the effects, right? Yeah, and hearing things. Doesn't he? Do they smell He does anything? see it that first night. So it starts off as a class C. Where no, that would be a class B if he sees it. Well, but it's first, in the distance first, and not Because it fuzzy. tears up their, their whole their, uh, lean-to. While they're gone, they don't experience that. So that would be a class D because they see the evidence But he it. sees its shadow and he takes a pop shot at it. Through the, oh, yeah. Yeah, he takes a shot at it. That would be a class B. That would be a B. And then the rest of the time, it's a class C. So and he never, as for his partner, that's definitely an A. Yeah, he, right before he died, definitely saw it. Unless it came up behind him. Either way, he was in contact yeah. with it. And that would make it a... Class A. Henderson's encounter. Yes. So, okay. So, clears mud on that one. That was a cool story, by the way. Just because it was oh, Theodore Roosevelt. And to listen to that whole book... Um, the Wilderness Hunter by Teddy Roosevelt is so good. Like the whole book is great. And then like one of, I don't know, it's the last chapter or the second to last chapter is that 
I've killed just about everything. And then there's these ghost stories, and here's one. And it's like, no way. <laughs> he tells Teddy, a ghost story at the end? Well, the Bigfoot. Oh, Sasquatch. the Bauman He story. calls them like, uh, like uh, goblin goblins, hobgoblins, hobgoblins, and, and snow walkers, and all kinds of stuff. And you're like, that's weird. whoa. That's yeah, our so that, that obviously was tied into a Native American kind of story yeah. or mythology, if it's, what'd you call it? A walker? Snow walker. Snow walker, yeah. I think is what he says. Yeah. Yeah, that's Native American. That's cool. All right. So let's go to the next story. And I think I actually told the next story in that podcast, Mm -hmm. um, which was about a story that I had heard where some guys go out and, you know, and I think I was saying Pennsylvania, but I, you said pencil tucky. I think it was (laughs) Michigan. Yeah. Same thing. And uh, anyway, these guys go out and they have this encounter with um, Bigfoot out in kind of the the forest area Mm -hmm. way back. Mm Mm-hmm. And very primitive area. So I would say, because we talk about that they see something kind of in the brush. So that would be a class B. Well, what do you call it when you see something kind of? Well, like you that, see a shape. And that's the thing. That's a class B where it's from a distance or it's obscured by fog okay. or if it's kind of in the brush. But you see a shape, but you can't tell 100% that it's a Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. But in hindsight or whatever, you classify it as such. That would be a class B. Okay. So that's the uh, Twilight Zone category, category B. Okay. And so, yeah, so they have that. And then they have definitely the class D because when they come back and their camp is totally destroyed, Mm -hmm. they never saw it. But they definitely saw the impact of some creature on their camp. Everything was beat up and destroyed. and malice. Right. Exactly. And then they also had... I guess you could say the that night they had another class B, which is when they could see the silhouette through their tent and the mm-hmm. guy, you know, took Dirty Harry out and shot two times at this silhouette through the tent. Kind of like uh, yeah, Bauman. Like Bauman did. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Very similar story. Yeah. That's weird, huh? And then you told the next story, which is Albert so Ostman, strange. Which is an- which is a Henderson story to the fullest. Yes, totally class A almost all the way through. I think, yeah. From Never the, was a class B. It I was mean, a class um, a C because he gets back to camp and he thinks the, the porcupines. Okay, the first night he had pack. a class C. Yeah, because his pack was upside down and it was all torn out. Yeah. But after he was grabbed by the Sasquatch yeah. male and... He, yeah. and carried like a giant knapsack over the shoulder for hours on end Mm -hmm. and ended up in the home of a Sasquatch family with two, I don't know, were they teens? Teen Squatches. Teen Squatch. (laughs) Smells like like Teen Squatch. (laughs) Sounds like a uh, Nickelodeon TV show. It does. It's a teen spirit. It's Teen Squatch. Smells like Teen Squatch. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to that episode. You'll, uh, I don't know, maybe chuckle. So those would be totally class A's. Oh, yeah. Because not only did he see him, but they actually picked him up, carried him away, and it was a whole family. And he traded, he bartered with them. Yeah. Got him, <laughs> yeah, he got him He sick. got him buzzed. It was great. <laughs> Gave him some dulled uh, snuff. Snuff, that's what it is. Gave him some three-finger horseshoe. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> anyway, so that's a class A for sure. And then, okay, so the last story you told, which was totally a farce. It was awesome. It was totally a lie. That was all three of them. You deceiver. You deceived me on. It's all three. Back behind me, Beelzebub. <laughs> but right. Beelzebub. Beelzebub. Hey, bud. Hey, Beelzebub. Buddy. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. So that would totally be a class B. My story? It was all three. Well, it was, yeah. Totally a class A at the end, which is stupid. And it was stupid float? and it's fake. And then, yeah, and then the class B when they see... No, they never really see from a distance, the do they? poop on the wall? No, that would be a class D because it's just it the effect of... D to A. D to A. D to D-day. A. Because they don't really hear anything, but they do smell. They, but they feel the feeling of being watched, and they can hear stuff in the trees. Yeah. But this is totally made up. Austin made it up, and it was very irritating. I did not. So anyway, there we have our classification systems. So now you know if you go out and have an experience with a Bigfoot, you can have a class A. Harry and Anderson's. B. Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. Or C. Bueller. Bueller. And our favorite, our new one, is D. A strange Encounter. 
you could just call it strange thing. Yeah, I had a strange thing. I experienced, I saw a strange thing. I had a strange thing happen the other day. What? I was borrowing your car. Yeah. I was driving my way to work and uh, some no, I know this story. Ding dong decided to do a burnout in front of me at five something in the morning and spit a bunch of gravel onto your window and chipped the window. Yeah, so have you fixed it yet? Did you get the chips repaired? It's been rainy, like wet every day. Yeah. Well, I mean, chip happened. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thanks. Chip happens. So, you know, on that, there's not a lot much more we need to talk about in this episode, I don't think. I, I'm excited about our next episode because we are going to crank up the story juice. Yeah. I feel like I've I sold all my stories with the whole... Chewing tobacco and the, we're gonna have the, to find more this week. The go Teddy out. Roosevelt. That's a good story. That is a good story. Go out and find more. I guarantee you. I mean, I've listened to so many that kind of get befuddled in my head, mm-hmm. and but befuddled. they are they are crazy. There are so many. I mean, you'd think ah, there maybe there's you know a dozen or so stories out there. There are not. There are hundreds. I bet you there are thousands because a lot of people don't even share their stories. Which shameless plug or plea depending on how you want to look at it. If you have a story about Bigfoot, heck, if you have a story about anything strange, please, please, please send them to us. We would love to feature them on one of our podcasts. It might not be this one right now, but it might be one in the future. All you got to do to share your stories is open your email application, write it out, or attach an audio version of your story and send it to my story. At astrangething.com. That's my story at astrangething.com. Exactly. Yeah, send it to us. Make sure you also send us your email address Mm -hmm. and maybe even your physical address. Because if you do, we will send you some swag. Swag from the street. We love to send people merch. And and if you want it to be anonymous, like maybe you don't want your parents to know that you were... Doing something. Out, out with your friends drinking at a graveyard when you saw the ghost or whatever. Having a class B Let experience. us know that you want to be anonymous. Absolutely. We can even digitally modify your voice so you don't sound like you if you want to leave a audio file. You could sound like this. Just let us know and we'll do whatever we need to do. So there I was, knee deep in mud and pencil tucky. And I turned around. The next thing I knew, I saw a strange thing logo. On the back of a caution cone. (laughs) I walked up to it. And I was like, dang, that's a cool logo. I better check out that podcast and follow it on Instagram, (laughs) Twitter, everything else. Yeah, go to Facebook too and find out that you can join our Strange Thing group. And if you join that group, you can post your own strange things and share them with a lot of other strange people. Yep. I guess we don't really have a Twitter, huh? We have a Twitter. I think I've like twitted like three things. You don't twit much. I'm not a big Twitter. You're not a big... No. I mean, I guess we should embrace social media and start... Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't really done much promotion at all. Other than pleading for people to send in things, but we really I haven't think, done it. I think our, 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 our listeners should just take a minute. If you like hearing our nasally drones... <laughs> Nasal is a good idea. <laughs> just... Uh, Give us a review on whatever podcasting app or whatever you use and follow us. It just helps boost us. Like, if you're wanting to do something charitable (laughs) for this Thanksgiving season, just follow us and like us and five stars us. Yes, let us be your charity case. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to, like, beg or nothing, but, like, please. Pretty please. That's right. And speaking about subscribing, subscribe on your favorite app. But also, I have a bright idea. And we're going to implement this. I think we should have on our website or on our Facebook page a way for you to subscribe to a Strange Thing podcast. And if you leave a good five-star review, like like a good one, maybe I'll read it. In my stuttering, stammering. In the podcast? I'll read it to him. Be like, shout out to Cardi B for saying, oh. And we do that occasionally like the pizza lady. 
I cannot remember her name. Shailene. 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 Yeah, the pizza lady will call out to you. Mm-hmm. We've got... Is that a Yinyuan? Yinyuan. Yinyuan. Yes. And mm-hmm. I know that they're still listening. And there's another one, too. I'm um, bad at names. We are bad at names. I know. We, we should know these better. It's a family thing. Well, we, it's not like we have like We're two for two. We can remember We worked these. our way into it. But what's life without hard work? This is true. This is true. And, uh, you know, down that line, you know, like we often say, we are not professional podcasters. We're trying our best. We're getting better, maybe, hopefully. We want to keep doing this for a while. We don't do it for money. We don't do it for actually a large number of listeners so that we can get some kind of ego. We do it for fun. And you can probably tell we have a lot of fun doing this podcast. Just a little bit. And it gives us a good excuse to go out and do some, you know, fun things. We've done some cool stuff. We have. Since we started, like... We went on like some crazy motorcycle rides. Yes, we did. We spent a night in the woods around a fire. In the woods. We spent several since we started. That's right. And you cut a moth out of the air with your bare hands, like oh, whack. You got it. I mean, we went on a Bigfoot hunt. We went down and we looked at like lots of weird rocks. Oh my gosh. Ran yeah. into a rattlesnake. Got a got a van that we drive around that's got Which is super dope and not creepy at all. <laughs> it's really <laughs> creepy right now. <laughs> Shout out to uh True Crime Garage. Ban the van. Ban the van. <laughs> but ours is okay because it's not a yeah. van van, it's a box van. It's a box van. With two motorcycles in the back. Yeah. But it do have two beds in the back too. <laughs> it does. <laughs> which is almost worse. I know, that's crazy. But they're very <laughs> narrow beds and they fold down from the walls. They're anyway. Cool. Yeah, they are it's something. They're cots, yeah. let's face it. And it's got a porta potty. Never used, still in the box. Ew. But hey, in case of emergency, you've got one option or you've got number two. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, on that happy note and thought and visual imagery, Austin, why don't you close us out? Why don't you guys join us next time for some cold drinks and strange conversation. Conversations. Taters. Taters. I just sm- I just swallowed some swat. <laughs> I just swallowed some snot. <laughs> I swallowed some. Sm- <laughs> what the heck? <laughs>